Hey, everybody. Welcome to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. This is an improv podcast for those of you who are interested in, more interested in uh, how improv can affect your life, change your life, change you as a human being, uh, help you overcome such certain things such as your self-consciousness, improve your self-confidence, uh, helps you get out of your head and get into the moment. I that's definitely a big part of improv and uh, that's what this this podcast is about it's also for those of you who are interested in performing my name is ralph mcleod i run the socap comedy theater in toronto uh ontario been an improv teacher and performer all of my adult life uh going close to 40 years crazy how the hell did that happen anyway i always say uh beats the alternative <laughs> anyway, uh, the Showcap Improv Comedy Podcast is uh, brought to you this week by Wexler's Beef. Uh, Wexler's Beef, our hands are in your mouth. So uh, get Wexler's Beef uh, wherever certain cuts of beef are available. Uh, you know, I always feel bad. I always feel bad for like, it's bad. you know, chickens have a terrible life as it is. But can you imagine your chicken and your whole existence is just geared towards... Uh, you know, winding up on somebody's plate, you know, and then, uh, you know, you wind up uh, in, in like the for sale section at the grocery store. I mean, that's just like ugh, so demeaning. And then someone buys you and then they take you home and cook you and they don't like it. So they just throw it out. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> so anytime I think I'm not doing so well, I just think about that poor chicken that's not even good enough to <laughs> garner like full price has to be on sale and then it's taken home and someone mixes it with something terrible and they wind up just throwing it away uh wow <laughs> anyway wexler's beef uh makers of fine discount chicken that you probably don't want to eat anyway uh so uh today uh what i'm going to talk about is uh something that is near and dear to my heart and uh something that is I think it's uh it's really unfortunately seen as not something worthwhile and that's play. And when I'm talking about play, I'm talking about uh not the play of sports although that's important too. I'm talking about the kind of imaginative play that uh, I'm presuming most if not all of us did as children where we would put on you know costumes or we would invent characters in our mind and we would role play with other kids uh you know the, the the big thing about play though and why my sports doesn't really fit into that is um for the play for for the kind of play i'm talking about there have to have to be no stakes like no no winners or losers the play itself is the important thing and interestingly about play and i got this from the andrew huberman podcast huberman labs and i recommend that podcast unreservedly and wholeheartedly science-based tools for everyday life and and i repeat a lot of his stuff and other people's stuff and I, I try to give credit where it's due um but i'm also very interested in you know practical things that you can employ and and i look at my improv class as actually a kind of a practice a practical philosophy or practical psychology in that you can get up and try these things so anyway back to play Play, according to Huberman, Andrew Huberman, is homostatically regulated. What the hell does that mean? 
Well, it means that if you don't do it, your body craves it. So thirst is a homostatically regulated process that if you don't drink water, you get thirsty. Sleep is as well. If you don't sleep, you get tired. And play is apparently as well too. If you do not play, your body craves it. Now, what happens to your brain if you don't get it? I can only guess. Uh, I have some ideas, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. But it is something that, uh, you know, when you see people engage in it, it just changes people. And um, so first of all, it's homostatically regulated. It, you know, it's something that your body craves. We do it as children. And uh, as adults, what improv allows you to do is play with another human being. One of, one of the definitions I have of improv is that it allows two or more people to play a game that they create the game, they create the rules of the game, and they play the game all in real time without discussing it. And when you think about that, it's like, oh my gosh, that sounds pretty daunting. Uh, and it can be for sure. There's a lot of uh, best practices that you know that I go back to to help people get into that state of play, where we're not so concerned about winning, but we're concerned about playing. And and that and often the the roadblocks that allow us to play are about winning, and our conditioning, the conditioning that we've had for most of us since we were children, either through school, our parents, culturally um socially socially yes that condition us to be a certain way uh so back to play so play yes is uh the what is the benefit right and you know as as adults we're not really encouraged to play and i i assume that's because it doesn't it doesn't create an obvious product you know there's no like you you don't play and at the end of the day go like there then put a put a price tag on that and sell it it's not really since it doesn't produce anything, you know, it's seen as not worthwhile in our society, which is terrible because um, all that stuff that we do that does, you know, make money, cost money, just allows us to do all these other things. Anyway, um, most of us, in my experience, go through life not being in the present moment. You know, we are, we spend a lot of our time anxious about the future, depressed about the past, thinking about people and situations that we cannot control, wishing we could control them. And it really exhausts a lot of our mental energy. When you can play with another human being or other human beings, what happens is your brain becomes immersed in this present moment, the moment that we call eternity. Eternity, I used to think was a when far off in the future. I don't think that way anymore. I think eternity is now. It's this moment, this one, this moment right now, this moment that just keeps, that just goes on and on for eternity. You know, you can think about time as like progressing forward. I don't think of like that way anymore. I mean, it does, but it also like just exists in this moment right now. And that's what I'm more focused on in terms of time. It's, it's this moment where I can enjoy whatever is happening to me. And play allows that. You, I can see in my students when we get into a room and we shut the door and, and we start improvising and warming up, what tends to happen is the outside world gets quite dim until eventually it, it disappears almost entirely. And it only comes back. It it's only has a takes a, a part of your mental energy when you stop to think about it or when you get bored and you tune out for a second or your phone buzzes in your pocket. But outside of that, 
everybody exists in that moment and time dilates, you know, it, it tends to, you know, a class with me is generally two hours and it does not seem like two hours. It goes by in a flash and everybody's like, that was two hours. It's crazy, which happens when you are in a state of presence that play can cause. So play will bring you in the present moment. When there are no stakes or very low stakes, we all engage in an experience, which as human beings is something we crave, to be part of something that's bigger than me. And that's another thing that improv and play allows you to be part of. We're part of creating a moment, an experience, a journey that um, that is belongs to and is created by everyone and when we're really playing, we don't have to discuss like what we're going to do. It just happens. And then we notice it in real time. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was going to happen, but here we are. And we're playing these things. And um, when you're doing that, self-consciousness tends to ebb away. And um, another thing that many of us do is we walk around with this fake version of ourselves that we present to the world the version of ourselves that we aspire to be, or we want people to believe is the real us. You know, it may be smarter than us or more worldly or uh, more put together or more thoughtful or kinder, whatever your gimmick happens to be or one's gimmick happens to be. In my experience, most of us do that. And when I talk about it in my classes, I see all the hot, the heads going, yep. And I for sure used to be like that. But when you're playing that sort of, made up version of yourself that you want people to judge because if they judge the real you that's terrifying and monstrous and will kill us um you know like thousands of years ago our fears were that you know we meet someone new and they would bash us over the head and take our resources and now what we're afraid of is that people will see the real us and judge that and that terrifies us so we create this fake version of ourselves but the problem is that's not real right and it reads as fake and you read as fake and you know, you're so cleaned up and cultivated that it's boring. But when you're playing, the real you comes out. And then you, and uh, since there's very little stakes involved and everybody's being themselves, uh, the sort of, you know, in our brains, uh, this exhausting thing that we do of creating a certain thing and always watching ourselves and not tripping up goes away and we just become ourselves and we just exist and we see people being themselves and speaking in the moment and so refreshing and then afterwards my experience is that by and large everybody feels better you know i do this class and, and when i when people come in i'm like i ask them to do kind of like a mindful body scan and just check in with yourself and how are you and how do you feel mentally and do you have worries and things like that? And after two hours of being in presence, generally people feel better. Their head feels a little clearer. Mine certainly does. I can't tell you the number of times I've walked into a classroom or a show and I've had something on my mind that's been weighing on me and I spend two hours in presence because of play and I'm like, what's the big deal? And I feel fine now. Uh, so play really helps you overcome self-consciousness because you worry less about how you appear to other people because you're too busy engaged in an experience that everybody's sharing a part of. Uh, in my classes, I work very hard to make sure that people do not tribe up within the group, that the group becomes a tribe in and of itself. And uh, 
everybody feels part of that. And that's great. And it's so good for bonding. And that comes from play. And uh, at the end, after two hours of not thinking about the future or the past or that, you know, report I've got to do or my kids in trouble at school or I'm fighting with my partner like that, just it goes away. And then everything just seems different. It, it is like getting kind of like a mental brain washing, not a brainwash, but like a scrubbing and it's a refreshment. Oh yeah. Okay. You can, you've had like a good deep breath and a cleanse and you come back and okay, come back at things fresh. You know, the way that you might be upset and write an angry email and sleep on it, come back the next day and like, Oh boy, thank God I didn't send that because there's some stuff here I want to take out and clean up. And that all comes from play uh and getting into a state of play you know just to go back to as children i remember one of the games i used to love was cops and robbers and uh you know we'd walk around with these cap guns or just our fingers mimed as guns or sometimes we'd have uh, squirt guns and uh you know when you shot a kid there was always those kids like ha ha you can't get me ah supersonic shield missed uh and those are the kids nobody wanted to play with. You know, I when I got shot, I would die. I would die a glorious death. I would take some time to die, you know, and tell everybody what I thought of them while I was dying. But I would die. And because of that, I was a kid that people wanted to play with. I do not want to play with the kid that won't die. That because that's not being part of the game. And in when you're truly playing, it's not about your character winning or losing. Because in that example, like the bullets aren't real. You're not really dying. No one's really dying. It's just uh, our ego refusing to lose because that's somehow weak where it's not at all weak. It just, it's, it's, it's a perception. And I see the same thing on stage with characters who, uh, you know, the bad, you know, the, the bad, the baddie, right. And the baddie generally loses at the end if we're doing comedy and some people don't want to lose. And they hold on and they fight for their position. And it's like, well, you know, that's not fun. You got cast in the role. The role you got cast in is a character that might lose. So lose and have fun doing it because we want to serve the interaction, serve what's happening between and among us. Get out of your own selfish head and your own selfish needs and engage in an, in an experience and see what that's like. See how by serving other people, you can be seen as a rock star. You want people to like you? Well, come take improv. Learn how to listen. Learn how to suspend your judgment and stop gaslighting people and exist in the moment and be yourself. Be spontaneous. I could go on and on and on. In fact, I will week after week after week. Anyway, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Tune, I guess tuning and joining. Oh, portmanteau of tuning in. Thank you for tuning in on this uh, episode of the Improv Comedy Podcast. My name is Ralph McLeod. I'm the owner and artistic director of the SoCap Comedy Theater in Toronto, Ontario, 154 Danforth Avenue. We do improv classes, shows, corporate events. You can uh, reach out and find me at SoCap.ca. That's S-O-C-A-P as in Peter.ca. Uh, I also have another company called Yes Unlimited which is a improv for corporate events, you know, uh, improv around training leadership, uh, team building, 
you know, you got a conference coming up and you got people who are at each other's throats and you want them to work together and say yes, have an improv class before your event. You'll see people saying yes like crazy. Um, anyway, it's been a pleasure uh, having your ear for the last few minutes. Uh, once again, if you're at the grocery store and you see chicken on sale, give that chicken a little bit of love because uh, <laughs> I don't know how it's got so dark all of a sudden. Anyway, uh, take care, everybody, and have a great week. Peace. <laughs>